Hey everyone, this is the Nips and Sips podcast featuring me. I'm Dr. Jeremy Boyd and my partner in crime over there, Dr. Brandon Cruz. Today we're going to be talking about uh, building off our last episode uh, where we talked about my case report uh, and combining uh, joint mobilizations with neural dynamics or neural mobilizations. Uh, we're just going to talk about why we do it and what we see to, to make us want to do it and a couple other things along the way. But before I get too much into it, Brandon, how's it going? Going well, Jerry. Thanks for the introduction. Um, so you got the nice button-up shirt, looking sharp, man. Uh, I got Sometimes. today. I guess, I guess, drink-wise today, I got uh, my Buffalo Trace, which um, I forgot is actually pretty good. I like it a lot. So that's what I'm drinking. Uh, we had a great weekend with Aumpt uh, last week. I know you presented a couple times. I presented a, a few times here. Uh, you know, still a great weekend, though we weren't able to be in person and. and um, mm you know, kind of just the, the intimacy and, you know, being able to just geek out with like-minded people. That conference is amazing. If, if you're uh, listening to this and you're a student, join it. It's like $15. It's well worth it. Um, we have an EPSIG program too that is for early professionals. So if you're first couple years out and you're interested in, in orthopedics and manual therapy, uh, highly advise you to check that out. It's basically mentors there to kind of help bounce ideas off of. Um, I have no kickbacks or financial interest in that. I just think it's a great um, conference to attend. So definitely uh, look into that. Uh, Jared, what you drinking and how was uh, your poster presentation and everything? How'd that go? It went well. Um, I had a, had a blast. Uh, it's been a while since I presented a poster. Uh, not since I did CSM a couple of years ago. Uh, but kind of lit the fire. I was like, ah, I'm going to try and make this a regular thing. Um, but yeah, it went well, had some good questions. Uh, the moderator loved the idea of the new technique and I love the fact that it was a true, it had the essence of fellowship and higher level training in that, um, you know, you've kind of discussed with me in the past about combining, you know, mobilizations, uh, lumbar with, uh, some neural dynamics. And then what I got from a fellowship weekend, two days beforehand, about femoral nerve testing and bias testing uh, a little bit of a different way and then just combining the two i think that really kind of captured the essence of the whole purpose of the conference so i had a great time uh it seemed like people enjoyed the the case report and um yeah but uh what i'm drinking is from my resident employee uh justin who went to i believe it was it was delaware he went to rehoboth um and he said oddly around there oh, the the, yeah yeah I went a couple weekends ago and brought this back for me because he knows I'm a stout porterish kind of guy. Uh, it's a com combination. We're going to be talking about combined mobilization, so figured why not. Uh, it's called Glazed and Confused, which is a Boston Cream Donut Stout. I love Boston Cream Donuts, so let's oh, see how this puppy. This is this. Uh oh, uh oh, we. Get, oh boy, P bad, uh, bad opening here. We got not a good start. Go, go ahead, man. Bring back the guys. Oh, this is sweet. Um, oh, oh, hold on. Did they get you a six pack? I might have to. You might have to say one for me because I love Boston cream donuts. And if I were to drink a beer, I do like the the stouts. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I, he did just give one. Uh, Justin, but, what are you yeah. doing, my man? I'll have, to, I'll have to send him back down. He goes. He seems like he goes to Delaware. Uh, I mean, yeah, from where you are, it's probably only like an hour and a half drive yeah, or so. Not bad at all. Not it either. is 
pretty sweet. So uh, I'm gonna let my cup defizz here, but uh, that is a sweet, sweet stout. Um, let me give that one more sip there. Ah, it's getting better. It, it, it was very intense on the palate there for that first sip. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get through this. Um, uh, I give it, it's definitely more that sweeter than versus that darker kind of roastier uh, stout. I'm going to give it a 7.6. Oh, wow. Yeah, a little bit low, more because it, it, the, the sweetness. It may increase as I go. The first sip was like, oh, it's going to start off real low. Uh, like so then. We're going to have to go down there and make a field trip. Let yeah. me see out of the cup. It's getting better, but let's stay 7.6. But um, Jay, let's get into it. Shit. Other Jay, Justin, <laughs> he's talking shit on the beer you got him. I don't know. <laughs> he's never going to give me another beer ever again. Uh, apparently, that's a thing down there is they combine donuts a lot with their beers down in Delaware, apparently. It's like, it's like uh, all right, let's um, let's kind of let's kind of go and get into the show here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Last week, if uh, you haven't checked out that episode yet, uh, Jeremy presented his case uh, for our audience here on the podcast, and you know, just an insight into his thinking, uh, really thinking outside the box, some novel techniques. Maybe you know, research hasn't caught up to some stuff yet. Uh, actually. And, there are some articles, but um, they're so new we can't get access to them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to pull them up, but um, it's really just about thinking outside the box. Can can you take um, some some of your reasoning and clinical decision making to to the next step, and you know combine you know two or three different interventions uh, from there? So, uh, Jerry, let's uh, I guess take us out there with with some of the combined. Uh, mobilizations and neurodynamics that we can do. Yeah. Um, I want to just also kind of throw in, as you mentioned, it was like some oracles are so new or we quite haven't understood. I saw a good quote. Um, I don't know if it's Twitter. I can't remember, but someone wrote in the, cause a lot of things are always, you know, pitted against placebo. Um, and someone pointed, it was like placebo effect is something that the Western medicine or Western society hasn't quite, you know, just embraced yet. I think a lot of it's just quite hasn't understood yet. Um, so we always like, oh, well, you know, it's placebo, but you know, it, which is still a positive effect uh, for some of our techniques and those sort of things. But maybe it is something is truly happening versus just the mind is thinking and we just don't understand it yet. Um, yeah. So I thought that was a good quote based off of what you're saying. But uh, yeah, um, in, you know, talking about you know, combined techniques and, um, you know, neural mobilizations, I guess the, my journey started in residency where we've taught, we talked about cervical techniques with, with, um, uh, median, typically median or upper limb tension test, a, uh, radial ulnar glides, uh, wasn't too much talked about with the lumbar spine and those sort of things. And, uh, yeah, I remember prior to that was, it was like two separate things. It's like, oh, patient's got some neck stiffnesses or hypermobilities, whatever you want to call it. And then they get, you know, upper limb tension. And always be like, do one, then the other, one, and then the other. Um, yep. And then 
especially with, you know, nerves and how they can be very kind of touch and goey, um, you know, bring it up where combining the techniques, especially using it as a test, it's not a formal special test that we learn about in PT school, but combining a technique. And I'll talk about the, the ones that I learned or initiated first was just a lateral glide. Sorry, I can't do it. Uh, not so much a side bend, but a lateral glide. Uh, towards would kind of gap and open up things. Um, that's why I kind of started off with. Um, I put up uh, Christo Savo's study about doing cervical distraction, um, and then then testing out upper limb tension tests. So now me, I'll like do upper limb tension tests, see where they get to that point at each joint of where they can go for before symptoms are elicited, and now I'll just maybe do a lateral glide and see if they can get further. Um, now I've kind of taken it even more of an approach of a look at, you know, a lateral glide, a look at just a pure joint distraction technique, um, doing a combined opening, which is flexion, opposite rotation, side bend, just to really open up that side and then retest. Um, and then in my fellowship training uh, from IAR, they discussed doing an actual posterior glide of the level, which is not very fun at the cervical spine. Uh, you have to get in there, try to push things away. Obviously, you're pushing on multiple things, but you do kind of feel that 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 cervical spine. And I've had some positive results of doing that, and then trying to do it in neural mobilization. Uh, so that's just the cervical spine. Uh, we'll start maybe talking off off those sort of things, but um, yeah, use it first as a test. Um, and if you can buy someone just a couple more degrees of range of motion or centimeters and those sort of things of less painful, irritated nerve movement, uh, that can be a game changer for a lot of these individuals. So first use it as a test and right there and then I find, oh, this is the winner one. When, when I first started, it was like one technique and combined. Now it's like four or five. Um, and then right there and then I'm like, all right, let me just play around there for a couple minutes and then reassess without anything. And all of a sudden they're more lengthened up. But, uh, yeah. What about you, Brandon? Well, I guess we kind of, I kind of got on the roll with the cervical spine. Yeah. But yeah all good. And, and that's, that's kind of where a lot of this stuff started. I mean, the studies that at least are out there are geared around the cervical spine. You know, we talk about some of the knee articles. And that's where it started. And that's what you were referring to when we learned about it in residency. And there just haven't been other studies to follow it up for different regions, but doesn't mean we can't take that concept and begin to apply it. I believe we talked about that last week. Uh, and actually currently I'm mentoring a, a fellow in training and I actually have two students uh, with me as well, DPT students. So we're having these conversations more often. Actually last night we were talking about, uh, just nerve glides and neuro, or neurodynamics in general. And I, I think in entry level PT school, for whatever reason, you know, nerves are kind of glossed over. It's like, yeah, and there's this. Um, and maybe they touch upon it real quick and that is it. And I get it. They have a lot of other things and, and maybe the art of feeling out and treating neurodynamics is not what they need to spend the time on. But, um, you know, those, those PTs who think that they, have enough or are experts after they come out at the entry level um, training. I mean, you're, you're missing a lot, you know, it's not to shun you, but you know, I see and hear a lot out there 
um, from other thought leaders in our profession, uh, Instagram gurus and stuff like that, that, you know, they're saying you don't need advanced training and you don't need mentorship and this, that you, you, you have enough and you just need to work. And while that's true, um, you know, you do need to work and get experience. You, you need something to, to hone your thought process and to show you these outside the box things uh, so you can evolve and get better. And obviously that's why we started this podcast to kind of spread a, a hopefully a better message. Um, but I've kind of digressed off, off my point. Going back to neurodynamics, you know, it's taught mainly as a test. It's taught, you know, if it recreates numbness or tingling, you know, or if somebody has a, a radiculopathy, upper or lower extremity, you know, perform this test and then treat it. But what does that treatment actually look like? And maybe some programs talk about flossing versus gliding or, or tensioning versus sliding. Um, but can we take that to the next step? Can you develop your feel over time? And that feel is, you know, if you do a neurodynamic and maybe they don't recreate numbness and tingling, but is it tight? Can they only get to here and then things start to feel like they're pulling or when you perform this, does their shoulder automatically shrug up? Those are all indications that uh, things aren't gliding or there's not that elasticity or mobility within the nerve that you need. Uh, and Jared, I believe this is from uh, your program. I'm just going to share this photo here. Uh, conceptually, what's going on? Hold on one second here. You know, we have a, we have the nerve as the green green line here. We have a, a joint, looks like a let's say an elbow joint. And as you bend, we're causing some increased tension and tautness through that nerve. And that nerve needs to have the ability, that variability, to be able to glide and move. Um, so we need to be able to spend 10, 15 reps to see if things open up, you know, those 10 or 15 reps are really only 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds of evaluation slash treatment time. And this is what we talk about a lot, utilizing your evaluation and your, which becomes your treatment and your treatment be, then in turn becomes your assessment and evaluation as well. Because if you do 10 or 15 and things begin to open up and relax, okay, I know I'm on the right track. And then you retest an asterisk sign. So I think, before we start really talking about, you know, jump in and do a, a distraction technique or a side glide technique, having that concept and understanding of, um, you know, the principles of neurodynamics and what the nerves like, right? They like space, they like air, they like motion. We also have to include the biochemical side of things, uh, blood flow, and the other biochemicals that are, are being, um, uh, I guess, elicited or, or changing or have an effect with that. Um, you know, and that's just from, from that standpoint, let alone, you know, are we, can we alter, you know, sensitivity, right? Mm -hmm. People who have pain or, you know, allodynia or crips or some type of sensitivity where they don't like being touched, tend help tender to palpation, like a jump sign, right? What controls pain? What controls, you know, sensory nerve endings? It's, or a sensory system. pain, um, it's the nervous system, nervous system. Like why, why is They're that pushed, pushed down so far below um, in our treatment philosophy? We also, you know, think about a hypertonic muscle. What controls the muscle? Again, it's the, it's the proprioceptives and, and the nervous system. And that nervous system then goes into the brain. So that's our back doorway into into the brain. Now, all these people, I want to talk pain science. I think we've talked about neurodynamics before, but you know, it's good to um, always um, 
kind of circle back uh, with that and then begin to now incorporate it. Okay, have that mindset. And now, like Jeremy said, incorporate nerve glides, side glides of the cervical mm -hmm. spine, combine motions of side bending and rotation, um, even something like an anterior to posterior. And maybe that's not something you do regularly, but at least you're, you're aware of it. If you're not aware of it, and that's something Kyle always says, if you're not aware of it, how do you know, how, how you have the cognizant or the presence of mind to then even try it or think about it? Um, so I think, you know, that, that was my, my uh, little rant on that. Um, it brought up some great points. Um, yeah, especially with the thing where you say about schools and those sort of things. And, um, you know, actually my school, I'll, I'll give my school that they did present some neural dynamics. I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of me, Mark Butler. He's in the nervous care system. Well, I've heard, I've heard uh, about him. I heard he's a Yeah, he's done a lot. Yeah. yeah, he's done a lot of like trying to test and trying to make objective measures through this kind of step-by-step -step process. Um, I got a lot of that. Um, I know at the time when I was graduating and even that residency, the understanding of neural dynamics and how it was presented, and especially our clinical practice guidelines usually received a lower grade. Um, and then I kind of, I guess, probably took that probably too much to heart and was like, hey, all right, I'm not going to go crazy with this sort of stuff. Um, and which was a shame for all those patients that I did, because then I started to like look into it more and more and more and starting to, I think my testing just sucked. I just, I just, just didn't quite grab how to do it in a step-by-step. -step. I just put them in and I'm like, all right, let's go. How's it? So, okay, it's, it's the other side or. I didn't look at, you know, the compensations or at what level. I mean, it wasn't, you know, systematic on both sides or like different slightly both sides. Um, so I guess kind of didn't do so much of it and then just really kind of spend more time with my clients, listening to them. It sounded like something neural related uh, and just being very, very picky on how I test the more and more it came and kind of came about. Um, and now I use it every single day and these patients are all you know getting remarkably better so um yeah definitely something if you don't have any understanding of or those sort of things definitely look into it um i would say i again i see a lot of people from a, a lot of other healthcare practitioners people have been the pt before that's something that's commonly missed uh yes movement's going to get the nerves moving but let's face it, we have to bias them uh, and give them their specific, you know, tender, love and care. Um, and I think, you know, doing neural dynamics and addressing that, calming it down, getting them moving in their specific sheaths can do that. And you mentioned a great point of there's like air, they like to move, they like their space, they like blood flow. When you're doing something like a combined technique, you gain the neurophysiological effects of the joint mobilizations because you're moving the mechanoreceptors and everything like that. Uh, descending inhibition at the local level um, and now you're moving the nerve so now the nerve sorry the nerve is moving back and forth uh, whether you floss it um, or glide it um, and now especially if you're combining with the active approach as the patient's moving it we're now making the patient actively do something you're getting a neurophysiological effect from the joint moves and you're also probably educating it one time so you're getting a lot all at once um and that's why i feel like it's a very effective a treatment uh, especially for these individuals with chronic ridiculous pain 
So just brought some some points I wanted to kind of hammer it home there. There, all Brandon. Great, all great stuff. Um, while we're Everything talking, now. we're talking about neural dynamics with mobilizations, and yeah, you know, obviously you can do it of the C spine, the T spine, the lumbar spine, right? A P to A of the lumbar spine while the person's leg hanging off the table in a straight leg raise. You can have them in a sideline position and begin to gap them in a lumbopelvic region and still have them in a, a straight leg raise uh, motion. Or even if you have a second therapist, bring them back into something like you were doing with the um, femoral or optorator nerve last week. Um, but, you know, thinking even a different variation, you know, can, can we do nerve glides with, with load to it? Can we do it weight bearing? Um, when I do neurodynamics of, let's say the median nerve, I, if they're not irritable or less irritable, um, I'm adding pressure. I'm adding load into depression of the shoulder blade or at the elbow joint or, um, at the fingers and adding some increased load, those chronic people, those athletes, those weightlifters, um, that we tend to see, you know, they have, um, you know, maybe their pain comes on, you know, in their 60th rep or 50th rep or, you know, a runner, their pain may come on mile 12. Well, we need to, you know, think about the repetitive nature and repetitive of loading of those things and how can we create that in the clinic? Um, perhaps weight bearing. There are times I'll get somebody in like a half kneeling position and put their arm down, uh, you know, in a neurodynamic bias and now we're, and have them mobilize their T-spine or neck or, or something else. So now we're getting some weight and load through that extremity. Um, even things like an RDL or using some banded mobilizations, like some, you know, weight bearing nerve, nerve flossing and things like that. Uh, you know, so we're mobilizing the hip with a super band as the person gets a sciatic nerve floss in weight bearing, um, mm. or a half kneeling position where you're, you know, what would be thought to be a rec fem quad stretch, you know, can we, add a, a lateral glider or anterior glide with a super band and shift their weight laterally. So we're getting that lateral cutaneous femoral nerve in a weight bearing position that the patient can also do by themselves. Like this is kind of that higher level, next level thinking and that mm. outside the box thinking um, that all things that you can do with neurodynamics that can all then become self or home exercise programs, um, you know, and really kind of clean up some things especially those patients that you're getting better, but not quite good enough. Mm. So, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. so speaking of higher level uh, things, uh, Steve Kinney went to your fellowship. Um, he also presented during AOMPT yeah. and he did his, um, his neural dynamics to bias kind of what the, the athlete did, which was a, um, I believe a martial arts, uh, pretty sure it's martial arts um yeah martial arts crescent kit yep. yeah so he started looking in and started tying into that um it's a great presentation um he also had asterisk sign of eight hour car ride but you yeah. can see as you know how he started and what he was looking at was a slump test some test with upper limb tension test so he's combining out upper and lower again it's one involved system uh, connected top to bottom. Um, and now he's also looking at, you know, the pain with a crescent kick, which is what the athlete was doing. And then he's modifying his neurodynamic techniques to start to bias the, the athlete itself as you start to look down and the patient's, um, 
kind of in that split position. Uh, so, you know, there's just some really high level thinking with that. I, I saw this, I was like, that's some cool shit. I would, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have thought to like, to, to kind of even get into that, um, into those positions for that client, but you made some great progress. I think the patient was seen four or five times, six times. I can't remember. I zoomed in, um, for, for session, which was the last session. Yeah. Okay. Four sessions he got him put. Yeah, Steve Steve King's great, uh, bright guy, man. Really, really smart. Um, dedicated to to what he does. Um, to to talk about that eight hour car ride. I mean, look at that middle picture. That's basically one arm on the wheel and that left foot on the gas pedal. That's tractioning. You're putting tension through that nervous system driving. And if someone who has pain driving and can't sit in a car for a while because things flare up. Well, how about we, we test out some neurodynamics and some combined positions, as you were saying, um, to, to clear some stuff up, you know, so he, he had two things he cleared up and let's see if we go lower, you know, some, the crescent kick, which is a higher level thing, but something as low as sitting in a car. So, you know, kudos to Steve Kinney, uh, you know, shout out to him and his progress, um, in the program. We're going to get him on the show for you guys, uh, either to, present with this or, or kind of talk about some of his other topics he's passionate about, but that'll be a, this is a great case that we wanted to, to share with, uh, with everybody. Yeah. Any, uh, anything else there? I think, uh, I think that was pretty much it. That's with pretty good. Yeah. Um, and that's the you know, main theme is, yeah, test it out. Uh, again, as in you see with what Steve's done, what Brandon has discussed, uh, well, my case study, again, it was, these things haven't been out in the literature. I don't think there's ever been anything that like what Steve showed here. Uh, maybe someone else has and just hasn't presented to the research, but um, you know, you have to have that degree of creativity, but understanding the foundations of why it can potentially work. And it may not. And then that's when you go back to the drawing board, but if you're not doing it, you, you'll never know. Um, so definitely, you know, look into this sort of stuff, um, as a, you know, seven year clinician who's constantly looking to improve things quicker and faster and, you know, build up my own reputation and brand, adding these sort of things in have, have really, you know, changed things and been a game changer in my overall career and just, you know, effectiveness. So definitely take a look at all this sort of stuff. That's my last, last thing there. Awesome. Thanks, Jer. Great, great wrap up there. Well said. Uh, we'll kind of make our, our final uh, announcements here, guys. We have our, our lump, not our lumbo, our spinal manip course coming up December 5th and 6th uh, uh, in Verona, New Jersey at uh, my office, Pursuit BT. Uh, seats are running out uh, quick. We have about four left. Uh, so if you haven't signed up and if you're in the area, please take it uh, or sign up. Uh, we also have our manual therapy mentorship uh, program, which is kind of rocking and rolling at this point. Uh, get access to three fellows. Uh, we're accessible via, you know, private Facebook chats. We have bi-monthly calls, access to 600 articles, over 120 videos that we keep updating with step-by-step -step instruction on manual techniques. Uh, so if you're really trying to take your, your decision-making, your clinical skills to the next level, uh, even business skills. We have a business section on there, being that all three of us are business owners. Uh, it's a great resource for you guys. Only $30 a month. Uh, cancel anytime. So feel free to do that. We have our video uh, series, um, uh, videos, 
that you can purchase as well a la carte. So separate of the, the manual therapy. So if you just want to get those videos and techniques and practice them and have them on hand, the, we, we created an app where you can easily download it and keep it on your phone and access it during the day. Um, so, you know, that's, what's kind of going on in that front. Uh, am I missing anything, Jer? I think that's, no, that's well, that's well done. Um, yeah, if you have any questions or anything like that, comments or anything, just feel free to reach out to us. We love it. Um, feel free to uh, subscribe to us. And then or we always appreciate uh, some reviews and uh, feedback on uh, Apple. Um, I think that's the main one, but any sort of things that you may find. So um, like us and all that. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you want to reach out to us, we're at Manips and Sips on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, at the, I'm at the decent doctor and at traffic, the therapeutics Brandon's at think like a fellow and at pursue PT now, but yeah, thanks for listening in and, uh, cheers everyone. I got a lot of beer to drink. So guys. Uh, last announcement, we're on YouTube. So the our videos YouTube. are on YouTube. If you want to see the articles or just see our lovely faces, uh, and watching us drink and argue and banter, um, we're on YouTube. So there you go. There we go. All right. See you guys soon.